It's all about you, Jesus. Father, remove me. Place your Holy Spirit behind this pulpit. Speak to the young people. Speak to the veterans. Speak to those that are ignorant. And speak to those who have way too much experience. Father, I pray right now, Lord God, that your spirit would take full control. Lord, we, we've used music as an avenue to go towards and get into your presence. So, Lord, I pray that we would use this gift that you gave us correctly, properly, and not let the world dictate and tell us what we can feel, what we should do, where we should go. Father, let your spirit, let your angels come about right now. Lord, this is what I ask. Lord, that your angels, your angelic angels that can sing, Father, let there be a melody that starts right now and doesn't end to the last amen. Can you let a few of your angels in here and just sing for the next few moments and that our spirits would hear it? I'm tired of the radio waves. We need your angelic spirits. I thank you and I praise you, Lord, with your authority. In Jesus' name, we all said Amen, amen, amen. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Open your Bibles with me to Psalms chapter 96. Just remain standing for a few moments. Praise the Lord. Can you turn the lights up even on the top? We can. That'd be great. Psalms chapter 96. Praise the Lord. All right. Can we turn them all on? Do they all go on? Can we turn them on? Be awesome. There we go. All right. There's young people up there. Cool. If I start mumble preaching, they'll they'll get it. The Psalms. <laughs> Psalms ninety six. Verse 1, I'm going to be talking to the young people here tonight, and then I'm going to be talking to the young person in you tonight. You'll see what I'm talking about. Psalms chapter 96, verse 1, if you have it, say, mm-hmm. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Verse 3. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. Jump down to verse 11. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. It's the second time we hear about the earth having emotion. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Everything that God created knows how to sing. Father, bless your word one more time in Jesus' name. We all said, before you see this, shake your neighbor's hand and tell them, get ready. Then you may be seated.
Now, if you're a Victory Outreach, many times you hear a lot of different testimonies from behind this pulpit. Many people come and say, at one time I was addicted to drugs. Many people come up here and say, at one time I was addicted to alcohol. Have a lot of people come and say, at one time, you know, the Lord delivered me from gambling. Well, as a pastor, I want you to know something, too. I also had an addiction. When I was growing up, I was addicted to cartoons. Every Saturday, boom, I was there. He man. I had the power of grace go all over me. I just, I just had I just I had to watch these cartoons. They were just there. There was a cartoon when I was growing up that I used to watch all the time. It was called Schoolhouse Rock. So you guys remember that? Right? Schoolhouse Rock. And they had a lot of different forms in this cartoon. But I was just glued to it, and I was just always remembering what they were saying. So I remember there was one. It, uh, uh, there was one. Actually, I even watched it again just the other day. It says, I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting on Capitol. Well, it's a long, long journey to the capital city. It's a long, long wait. Well, I'm sitting in committee, but I know I'll be a law someday, and at least I hope and pray that I will, but today I am still just a bill. Just a bill. There was another, it was like a cartoon slash also a guy reading uh, to us, and it was called Reading Rainbow. Butterfly in the sky. I can go. Just take a look. Reading Rainbow. I can go anywhere. Friends to know, ways to go. It's in a book. Just take a look. Reading Rainbow. You know who wrote that? I didn't even know. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. I'm every woman. It's crazy, huh? These were actually cartoons that, when I was growing up, what they were is they found a way, the authors and the writers found a way to get information into the young generation that they wanted to have, that they would get it. Now, think about it. Uh, I'm a bill. I'm only a bill. What's the bill? The bill's talking about things from Congress, right, that sits on the capital city. That they goes, and right, that's how a law gets passed, but it has to become a bill first. Somebody has to see it. So what do they do? They, they put the information, and they wanted this generation to absorb it. So what do they do? They did it through melodic messages. In order for you to catch it, I can't just tell it to you because you'll reject it. But if I sing it to you, you're going to have to accept it. You may not like it, but you're going to remember it. Just take a look. It's in a book. Reading Rainbow. 
The crazy thing about it is that those songs were written decades ago. But it's in my psyche to this day. Still in there. There's nothing I could do about it. It's just there. And all of a sudden, because it's in there, it's become who I am. I really believe, and I grew up thinking I can go anywhere. You know why? I just had to take a look in a book. That became a part of who I am. You can't tell me. You can't go there. Yes, I can. That's what he told me. Listen to the song. Watch the cartoon. I can go anywhere. And it becomes a part of who I am without knowing it. It's just who I am. And so what you and I must understand is that there are ways to get messages to people into who they are without a desired preference. In other words, whether they like it or not, you're going to get this. If I serve you food, you can reject it. But if I serve you songs, you must accept it. It's the way that it is. Now, we're going to break that down right here, right now. Now, some of you are saying, no, that's not true. Okay, well, we're going to talk about that. That's exactly what we're going to talk about. See, what I'm saying here is that when it comes to information, all the information, matter of fact, even for us as Christians, we want to be able to get scriptures inside of you. So what do we do? Sing them. You are good all the time, all the time. That's what the Bible says. That's exactly what the Bible says. This is it. When we want to sing a song, risen, he's risen for. That's what the Bible says. So what are we trying to do? We're trying to get scriptures, information inside of you. So in order for your soul to absorb it, your soul absorbs just like a sponge does water, your soul does to music. It's the same. So that's why here today I want to bring you and ask you even a few questions when it comes to that. What informations are you allowing to become a part of you? What information are you absorbing? Or let me put it this way. What is in your musical DNA? What is in your musical DNA? What's the makeup of your soul moving to? What are you going to re be repeating in 10, 20, or 30, or even 40 years? I'm repeating reading Rainbow. Many of you repeated it with me. That was decades ago. What are you going to re be repeating in 20 years? Or put, let me put it to you like this. The God that is inside of you, what are you forcing him to listen to? Let's put it like that. The God that's in you, what are you forcing him to listen to? Now, right away, again, I know this is a touchy subject, but when it comes to touchiness, if the Bible touches it, then so do I. It's the way it works. We're going to talk about it. Tell your neighbor, let's talk about it. Now, we got to look at a few musical understandings of foundations. Because remember, it's all about foundation. There is no walls if there is no foundation. That's, the, that's with every building ever made. There has to be a foundation. It comes from somewhere. It has to stand on something. So in other words, your musical preference has to stand on something. If it doesn't stand on something or you don't know what it is, then the Bible says it's just like sand and when the winds and waves come, it's going to knock it down. So you have to have a good understanding of where your house is being built. 
It's being built somewhere. And this is very important because this allegorical understanding, in other words, I'm using the word house because it's also the same for your house. What you, your children, are watching or listening to. Now, you may say, oh, pastor, that's not true. Okay, let's look at it here. There's a whole lot of scriptures in the Bible. Matter of fact, the Bible gives over 839 times it refers to music. 839 times, a little over, it refers to music. I'm just going to give you a few. There's a ton. I'm going to give you a few. Exodus chapter 15, verse 1. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. Now, that's what Moses did. What's one of the most famous stories of Moses that he did with the Israelites? What did he take them out of? He took them out of Egypt, right? What were they doing in Egypt? They were slaves. So here, all of a sudden, now there's freedom. What does Moses do? Sing. When you go from slavery to freedom, a good thing to do is sing. We do that too, right? I want to clap a little louder than before. Oh, oh. freedom, no more shack. It feels good. They did it in the Bible. That's why we do it. Here's another one. Joshua chapter 6, verse 20. When the trumpets sounded, the people shouted, and the sound of the trumpets, ooh, that's good. And at the sound of the trumpet, when the people gave a, a loud shout, the wall collapsed, so every man charged straight in, and they took the city. This is heavy right here. Without, I can go on just this verse for the next hour, just this one right here. In other words, here, Joshua and the people sang and shouted with trumpets and the walls fell. In other words, do you want your walls to fall? Then you must know what a trumpet sounds like. If you don't know what a trumpet sounds like, you'll have no idea how to make walls fall. You want to make walls to fall within your family? Sound a trumpet. Now some of you think, man, I got to go learn the trumpet. No, spiritually. This is church, We're talking spirit. Amen. Here's another one. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 5. And after that, you will go to Gibeah of, uh, of God, where the, there is a Philistine outpost. As you approach the town, you will meet a procession of prophets coming down from the high places with lyres, tambourines, flute, and harps being played before them, and they will be prophesying. That's pretty heavy. People think that when there's prophecy, there's a deep voice. There's insight. There's a power of understanding. With here, there's actually a lot of singing going on, a lot of music going on. There could be prophetic music. Did you know that? There's prophetic music, music that is being played. And that's actually what I was talking about earlier. The things that we talk about and we believe today, we were singing 10 years ago. The same thing. Well, you're going to see it just a little bit. No, that's not true. You're going to see that's why there's a lot of people in the music industry today, they actually are prophets. They speak prophetically, and you're going to do it in the next 10, 20, or 30 years. They sing over your life, and you don't even know it. Scared yet? As I was studying, it scared me too. Started thinking about me and my life. I'm going to show you right now. Now, just really quickly. So that was just a few scriptures. But I want to take a look at where music in and of itself has even been a part of history. Somebody say history. 
The influence of music, even in our society, is clearly seen even in modern history. Music helped Thomas Jefferson write the Declaration of Independence. When he could not figure out the right wording for a certain part, he would play his violin to help him. The music helped him get the words from his brain onto the paper and write the Declaration of Independence. Albert Einstein, he is recognized as one of the smartest men to have ever lived. A little known fact about him is that when he was young, he did extremely poor in school. His grade school teachers told his parents to take him out of school because he was, and I quote, too stupid to learn. It would be a waste of resources for the school to invest time and energy into his education. The school suggested that his parents get Albert an easy manual labor job as soon as they could. His mother didn't think that Albert was stupid. Instead of following the school's advice, Albert's parents bought him a violin. Albert Einstein then became good at the violin. Music was the key that helped Albert Einstein become one of the smartest men who's ever lived. Einstein himself says that the reason he was so smart is because he played the violin. A lot of actually what he played was Mozart and Bach when you study his life. He played a lot of Mozart and he played a lot of Bach. A friend of Einstein G.J. Withrow said that the way Einstein figured out his problems and equation was by improvising with the music of the violin. Could be very well one of the reasons why we're even able to split an atom because he played the violin. Getting things down. It helps you to understand. Matter of fact, this is how powerful music is. Did you know that many of us, if not all of us, you wouldn't even know your ABCs if it wasn't for music. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, oh. You want to say A, B, C, D, Have you ever watched people who are watching a horror film? You ever watched them watch a horror film? Right? When they're watching a horror film, this is what they do. This is what, put it this way, this is what Americans do. Americans do this. I was watching, even just earlier, I was watching people watch a horror film. They have, you know, they, they have that little, uh, gre- they look green. Everybody looks green because it's that dark. So they have that camera. And you could see them, they're watching. And this is what Americans do. So some of you guys do when you watch it. Do you know what Asians do? They cover their ears. You ever watched a horror film with no sound? There's nothing horrible about it. Because the horror is not in what you see. The horror is in what you hear. That's why when the lights go out and you hear a sound, you get scared. But if the lights are on and you see somebody 100 feet away from you, "Ah, okay, I can see you. I know what to do. I can see you. But when it comes to hearing, where's he at? Where'd he go? What do I do? 
Because sound changes everything. Changes everything. Now, just to show you, just a little bit, I want to show you here a little video of a science experiment that anybody can do this. Anybody could do this science experiment. Just leave the lights on, but I, I want to just go ahead and play that video. It's of salt and also of water. But first, I'm going to show you here with salt of the frequencies, okay? Now, the frequencies, when you do this, anybody can do this. Just get a steel, hook it up to an audio uh, with it, and when you play it, these things begin to happen. Some of you probably did this when you were in high school or junior high for your science project, right? And you will find and see that there are frequencies that make certain patterns, they become certain patterns. So when you hear something, there is a formulation that happens whether you like it or not. It's just a part of science. It's just there. It's in your DNA. So when they start making certain sounds, there will be formulation. Francis Crick, he is the co-discoverer of DNA. He said, consciousness is somehow a byproduct of the simultaneous high-frequency firing of neurons at different parts of the brain. It is the meshing of these frequencies that generates consciousness, just as tones from individual instruments produce the rich, complex, and seamless sounds of a symphony orchestra. Isaac Stern is a renowned violinist. He said, everything we do is connected to music. Civilization is based on a certain level of discipline and order. And this is the essence of the structure of music. A Sufi master by the name of Hazrat Khan said, Music should be healing. Music should uplift the soul. Music should inspire. Then there is no better way of getting closer to God, of rising higher towards the spirit, of attaining spiritual perfection than music, if only it is rightly understood. Now, the other thing about it, go to the next video. This is just salt put on the plate. This is what happens when you do this to water. To water. This is just what they do at a, a high frequency. You could do this on your own. Don't take my word for it. Try it for yourself. You can go there and frequencies affect water. So this is what's important to me. This is where I want you to be able to look at, okay? Now some of you may think it's manipulation. No, that's actually what's really happening. It's, a, it's right there. It's right there in front of you. That's the way that they do it. You and I are made up of the majority of what? water. There are frequencies that will attach to you whether you like it or not, and this is just scientifically proven. Nothing to do with me. This is just science. This is all science. There are certain frequencies that when played will affect you a certain way. That's the way that it is. When you hear certain cultural music, it just makes you want to, man, I I don't know, my hips don't lie. Why, what is going on here? Why is this even happening? I don't even know what's going on here. What in the world? Well, it's not, the, it's not your hips. It's the frequency that is telling your hips what to do. There's a certain wave and a certain understanding that comes at you that makes you want to do something. For whatever reason, this is one of the reasons why, and you will find, you can go ahead and turn, turn that off, right? Go ahead and just, let's just go back. There's a certain reason why 
If I come up to you and I say, hey, Pastor Greg, hit me. Hit me. It's good, right? He's good. Right away he goes like this. But if I go, hey, hit me. There you go. It's a different frequency. Hit me is like, what? But hit me is, hey, I feel good. It's different. There's a frequency of understanding that melody does to your soul, whether you like it or not. You think, I have a choice. You don't have a choice. You're going to take this in and you're going to absorb it. Now, you don't have to do it, but your body is going to want to because of the frequency that comes at you. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with the way that you were created. Every creation has a creator, and every creator has a purpose. When you understand its purpose, you'll understand who you are as a creation from the creator. Are you understanding me? Okay, now, I know that this is, a, this is not really a preaching. This is more of a teaching. I get that. I understand that. So hopefully you guys are taking notes. If you're not taking notes, go ahead and listen to the podcast after this, and you'll get it again. Faith comes by hearing. Here in the word of the Lord. Okay. In physics, resonance is the tendency of a system to oscillate at a greater amplitude. It's very important. At some frequencies more than others. Frequencies at which the response amplitude is a relative maximum are known as the system's resonant frequencies. And at these frequencies, even a small periodic driving force can produce large amplitude oscillations because the system stores vibrational energy. Somebody say energy. Now, this is very important. Resonance occurs when a system is able to store and easily transfer energy between two or more different storage modes, such as kinetic energy, potential energy, in the case of the pendulum. Now, it is going from one place to another. It's kind of like when music is played. It's going from one place to another. Another place is taking this energy and getting the potential energy and absorbing the energy. Are you guys understanding me? So what, in essence, what you're really listening to, you're not listening to music. You're listening to energy. It's coming and giving you the energy to do what you wouldn't do on your own. This is exactly why even when I was even today with the guys, right, they were sanding, right, starting to sand. Right there. You guys did great, bro, you're sanding. Wax on, wax off, sand the floor, right? They were, they were sanding the tables, right, sanding and sanding. But I could see they were getting tired, right? I said, man, they're getting a little tired. I go, hey, guys, I go, man, we need some music, right? And right away, one of the guys, he goes, hey, get that Rocky, you know what I'm saying? And he started going faster just because he was thinking about the song. Right? We didn't even play it. He just thought it. And it gave him the energy to do what he wasn't doing before. I got the eye of the tiger. Uh, uh, uh. Because you're not listening to music, you're listening to energy. Some of you 
the reverse effect. If you got too much energy, what do they do? Just calm down. Here, listen to this. So it takes that energy and it harnesses it. Still there, but music can harness energy. And it brings it to its proper place so you don't get out of line. So it could be used for both. Now, how does that translate into a psychological benefit? Look at this. A doctor by the name of Dr. Levitin and his colleagues published a meta-analysis of 400 studies in the journal Trends in Cognitive Sciences, suggesting that the answer to this is a yes, that there is a psychological benefit. In one study reviewed, researchers studied patients who were about to undergo surgery. Look at this. Participants were randomly assigned to either listen to music or take anti-anxiety drugs. Scientists tracked the patient's ratings of their own anxiety as well as the levels of stress hormone cortisol. This was the results. The patients who listened to music had less anxiety and lower cortisol than people who took the drugs. Dr. Levitin said, the promise here is that music is arguably less expensive than drugs and it is easier on the body and, and doesn't have any side effects. Music can heal the soul. I'm just giving you science here. I, am, I haven't even gotten too much into scriptures yet. I'm giving you just science. This is just science. Matter of fact, there is a key and I've shared this before, but if you haven't, you can write this down, study it on your own. A lot of this stuff you should study on your own. Don't just take my word for it. But look at this. There's a, there was a key called the augmented fourth, right? Augmented fourth. This augmented fourth was actually called the devil's cord and was banned in the Renaissance church, in the, in the early church. They banned it because they accurately, they called it the Diabol Diabolus in Musica. In other words, the devil's music. It was this augmented fourth in an augmented interval that appeared in modes used before the emergence of the major and minor scales. The augmented fourth interval became the hallmark in the 40s and in the 50s as a type of jazz known as what we call bebop. This experiment was called the flattened fifth. Jazzmen, is there anybody that plays jazz around here? Anybody play jazz? Okay, we got one. Okay, now this is for those in jazz, okay? In this era, they had a sign which consisted of a high five with the thumb folded into the palm. This gesture used as a greeting between jazzers was known as the sign of the flattened fifth and was often accompanied by expressions like, Ulye cool, man. Ulye cool, man. I actually heard that in a movie one time. The ouye cool, man. It's what jazzers would do, and they would understand whenever they played the jazz, it was the augmented fourth. This is why they would call it the devil's music. Now, is this thing on? Is it on right now? I'm going to attempt. Can I attempt? Going to attempt. All right. Is this on? Cool. Uh, I might get this wrong. I'm not a piano player. Uh, is this a C? Let's see. F, so C, C, C. Let's use this one. Okay, here's a C. This is a C, right? D, 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 E, F. So 
the perfect F, boom, right there. That's what they would call it, right? So I think I'm getting this right. It's pretty good. Good study right here. C, D, E, F. So what they would do to augment it, because they didn't have major and minor scales, they would take it, and they would take it up one, but they would bring it together, and that's what they would call the devil's chord. Augmented. Augmented just means the fourth. This is a fourth. Augmented means more of, right? That's what it means more. More of the fourth. So you're taking it from here. The fourth. Augmented. Did you know Snoop Dogg's very first hit was called 187? Deep cover. And guess what chord he played constantly? Doom, doom, doom. Doom, doom, doom. Doom, doom, doom. Look it up for yourself. The augmented fourth. Because it's 187 on the undercover cop. Yeah, and you don't stop. Doom, doom, doom. It was a jazz chord. It was off. It was the opposite of on. Everything the enemy tries to get. Remember, enemy didn't create music. Didn't create it. But he can take it and manipulate it. See, this is where you and I must understand that when it comes to music, this is very important. This is the premise of this whole message. Now, I have, I have so much stuff here, and I'm going to be honest with you. I think I'm going to have to go into part two because this is a lot. There's a lot right here. What you and I must understand is that when it comes to music, mu- there's no such thing as like devil's music. There is no devil's music, right? There's no devil's music. There's music that is perverted by the devil. But then there's also other things that, believe me, the devil can pervert anything. He can pervert anything. He'll figure out a way. Trust me. He takes anything. Remember, the devil is the anti of God, anti-Christ. Anything opposite of God, he will figure out a way to get it that God created and turn it around. So what you and I must understand is that music is a gift. Somebody say gift. Music is a gift. Now, I said this on Sunday, and I'm going to say it again. Music is the only element on this planet that was not made on this planet. Everything that we see here was created and put right here on purpose for a purpose. Music was made in the heavens. That's where music was made. So what you and I must understand is that when we're listening to music, you think you're listening to Luther, to R. Kelly. You think you're listening to Nipsey Hussle. You think you're listening to Eminem. To Dr. You're not listening to them. They are manipulating what God created. Now, this can go for anybody. Uh, you can put Christian's names on it, Jeremy Camp, DC Talk. You can put anybody's name on it. Anybody. doesn't matter. Music was made in the heavens. That's where it was created. So it was created from there and given to us as a gift. That's why salvation is called a gift. It's free. That's what you must understand. It's a gift. It is freely given. And you can do what you want with it. That's why a lot of people, when you look at them, 
They say, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. And they're living a lifestyle that you know is not. And you ask them, hey, have you ever accepted Jesus? Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. You look at them and you go, are you sure? Because God gave you a gift and it sure doesn't look like you're using that gift properly. Right? You will know them by their. When somebody gives you a gift, you can tell what they're doing with that gift. Music is a gift. Music is a gift that God gave for us to enjoy in all different seasons of our life. Now, I can almost guarantee if we were to look back at certain seasons of your life when you were happy, there's probably a song to that time. When you got married, when I got married, they sang like 50 songs in my wedding. They sang this song, this song, this song. Because why? Because it's a joyous time. We want to be happy. Sing a song. Songs make you feel happy. There's probably a time in your life when you were depressed. There's probably a song for that too. Matter of fact, some of you have in, in, within your, the, your experiences, there's probably a funeral that you had. And in that funeral, there's a song. And whenever you hear that song, it brings back that emotion. Because that's what songs do. There's certain songs that make you want to do crazy things. Like, dude, don't play that song because if you play that song, I don't know what's going to happen, dude. I just don't know what's going to happen. Oh, my God. Here we go. Don't play the song. What? When I, when I was playing sports, every time we always had to listen to a certain song. It's just the way that it was. Okay, guys, hold on. Before we get in the dugout, let's go. Let's go play this song. All right. Everybody, woo, woo. And everybody just getting pumped. And believe me, it wasn't like a little ding, 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 ding. No, it was like, a, come on, let's do this. This is fight music. Let's go. We're going to win. Like, boom, we got to get going here. Because music will get you going. The thing about music is that it is a gift. It's a gift for your seasons. He created music to accompany patterns and seasons of your life. Now, like I shared before, everything that God created, the enemy wants to manipulate. He wants to uh, employ himself. He himself wants full operation over now, it's important because music is neither good or bad, but it is a gift from God. Music is neither good or bad, but it is a gift from God. This is very important. Somebody say gift. You have a pen? Give me a pen. You have a pen? Can I, can I borrow your pen? I don't want to have it. I can borrow. Okay. This is a pen. If I give this pen to you, is the pen bad? No, it's not bad. However, what you do with it can be bad. You can write things with this. You can write gossip with this pen. However, you can also write poems with this pen. You can sign checks with this pen. You can forge things that are fake with this pen. The pen is a gift. What you do with it is up to you. It's yours. If you want to do bad with it, it's up to you. If you want to do good with it, it's up to you. See, what you must understand is that God gave this powerful gift to somebody called Lucifer. He gave a powerful gift to Lucifer, said, here, and I want you to use this for my glory. So that's what he did. He used it for God's glory. He says, man, I'm going to get all the angels in heaven, and we are going to worship you. 
Almighty. We're going to worship you, God. But then all of a sudden, he took this gift and said, hey, I think I'm kind of tired of using my gift for you. I think I'm going to take my gift, and you can read a lot of this in Isaiah and Ezekiel. Again, I don't have a lot of time, so I'm trying to give you as much as I can. Read a lot of this in Isaiah and Ezekiel. The Bible says that Lucifer, remember, he wasn't Satan. He's Lucifer. He had all these giftings inside of him, instruments. The Bible says that he was filled with jewels. He was beautiful, most beautiful angel. He was beautiful. His arrangements, I mean, you, you think that all of us sound great as a choir. He, he probably by himself sounded way better than all the greatest choirs in all the world. I mean, Lucifer just, poof. So he took this gift and said, hey, look, I'm tired of giving it to you. You gave it to me, so I'm going to go down to the place where you created, and I'm going to use that gift for me. So this is the crazy thing about it is that the Bible says is that Lucifer then went down, but he also took some people with him. Oh, let me rephrase that. Let me get doctrinal. Didn't take people. He took spirits. Took angels with him. The Bible says that actually a third of the angels. Now, if the Bible says that there are so many angels that we can't count them, we couldn't count. And he took a third of that. I'm pretty sure there's a whole lot of angels that know what they're doing because they were discipled by the greatest musician. They, pretty, they know what they're doing. There's a lot of them. Can you imagine if you were to get fired from work? And when you get fired from work, you go, you know what? I hate this job anyways. You know what? Everybody, let's go. And a third of everybody from your job goes with you. Pretty crazy, right? That's what happened with Satan. Or now he became Satan. So he came down. And he starts, this is very important. He lost his position, but he didn't lose his gift. Bible never says that God took away the gift. When he was sent down, he kept it. So believe me when I say, he's a whole lot better at music than you are. Because God gave it directly to him for God's glory, but he just twisted it around. And he said, okay, no, 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 I, I got this. I know what I'm doing. So he took the gift and kept on giving, but he just gave it to the wrong person. He gave the gift to us. The gift is now in your hands. The gift has been given to you. This is why there's a lot of people that can prophesy over your life without you even knowing it. They got the gift. This is why Al Green would sing certain songs and you would feel good about it. He had a gift. This is why Otis Redding, when he would sing songs, go, man, that guy's got a gift. You're absolutely right. When you hear songs from Beyonce, man, she's got a gift. You're absolutely right. She does have a gift. All these other singers, they have gifts. They have great gifts. The problem with that is that it's been manipulated just in the same way when the Original person who was supposed to be giving glory said, you know what? I'm tired of giving glory this way. I'd like to give glory this way. 
So when you learn about music, you're going to understand that music's whole intent was always about giving glory. The whole purpose of music was about worship and glory. The problem with that is that we have figured out how to give glory to ourselves. And that's what happens with music. Now, for those of you that are here saying, wow, there's just no way. There can't be. There's a whole lot. Now, look, I got a whole lot of stuff here. I mean, I got a lot, but I don't have a lot of time. So I'm just going to give this to you really quick. Are you guys getting something here tonight? Are you guys, I know this is a teaching, so it's like, wait, what? And some of you, you hated teachers, so you look at me and like, I'm your teacher. No, I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to give you the truth and love, and prayerfully you'll take it, absorb it, and allow the Spirit of God to move you in the direction that you feel is proper and necessary for your life. If some of you need to make some changes in your musical library, then please do. If you feel you don't, okay, that's on you. But this is what you need to understand. No matter how you look at it, what you're putting in here comes into here, and it manifests out here, no matter how you look at it. No matter how you look at it, because it was always intended to give somebody glory. Somebody got it. Somebody's getting your energy. And forget, don't even talk to a scholar or a theologian. Talk to a doctor. They'll tell you that. Doctors will tell you somebody's getting your energy. That's why you can go to a concert and stand up for hours. Somebody's getting your energy. Matter of fact, I don't have time to get into this, but through the music, this is scientific. I'm not even giving you spiritual. Scientifically, music can take money out of your pocket. Music can take money out of your pocket. Without going into a long thing, this is how. The Bible talks about how money is connected to your, right? And where your treasure is, there is your music comes in and is a key, and it unlocks your treasure and then takes out whatever's in there. It's a vehicle. That's just the way that it is. Now, some of you are like, no. Really quick, how many of you back in the days, you went to, let, let me just come up with a, a big one. How many went to a Michael Jackson or Janet Jackson concert way back then? I don't know, whatever concerts back then. And, you know, Prince. I'm trying to think of 80s here, right? You know, the 80s. You went to these concerts or whatever it might have been. Uh, you went to Sly and the Family Stone, the Funkadelics, uh, all these different things. Uh, the, uh, okay, let, let's bring it over here. How many went to a, a Too Short, Tupac uh, concerts right over here? And the, and the Mac Dre, all that. Were those concerts free? Some of you might have manipulated your friends. I got a free ticket, but that ticket cost. It cost you something. No matter how you look at it, somebody's going to get your energy. Now, the money that you, you, you have in your pocket, you work for that money, right? Unless you were a thief. But the majority of you that are here, you're, you're good hard workers. And you work hard for your money, don't you? Somebody's trying to get your energy that you've been working for. No matter how you look at it, somebody's trying to get that. And if not careful, music will make you, what? Oh, my gosh. How did I do that? I don't even know. 
Because music is connected to your soul. There's scientific studies that show that after surgeries, certain types of music can even heal wounds faster. Our bodies live on rhythms. Certain kind of music can alter rhythms of our body. That's why it's very important where you put your body. Certain rhythms can alter, or excuse, certain music can alter the rhythms of your body. There was a song that says, the rhythm is gonna, rhythm is gonna, rhythm is gonna. There's a rhythm. Now, again, here's a whole bunch. I got a lot of stuff. I don't have a lot of time to get into this, but when it comes to music, music has the ability to fight a battle that you don't even know you're in. Okay? There's a battle that you're in right now, and music can either help soothe that or enhance that, one or the other. It's going to do that. Now, the thing about it is that the music is the battleground. How the enemy and also God uses the music is called songs. Songs consist of three things. There's three elements to every song, to every song. There is rhythm, there's tone, and there's lyrics. Tone is also melody, the melody of it. So there's rhythm, there's a certain style, the way that it is, there, that it is, there, that it is. That's the rhythm, because the rhythm is going to get you, rhythm is going to, it's the consistency that is there, whether you like it or not. That's why you can go into a three, four, two, counting, and a three, four, and a count, and a three, four, and a count, or you can hear the oomps, 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 what is love, oomps, baby, don't hurt me, don't hurt me, no more. There's a rhythm. It's there. And as long as it's consistent, you're good. That's why a lot of people don't like jazz because it's all out of rhythm. But if you learn jazz, it's always in rhythm. But there's a rhythm to the jazz. It's another message for another day. But to the songs, music is the battleground. The songs are the weapons. They're like the bullets that help go across. And they fight here and they move here and they go there and they do this and they do that. So there's a melody there is lyrics that are there, and there's a rhythm. And these songs are weapons. If you use correctly, you can break down walls, and you can take over cities. If used correctly, you can sing victoriously after you've come out of slavery. If used correctly, you can prophesy over people. You see what I'm saying? If used correctly. But if not, you'll miss it. Now, this is very important. This is why the enemy knows if he can get your body in a certain place, he can get your soul. This is why the clubs are filled with these. Clubs are filled with these. This is, look at this. Now, People know that in order to get someone high is to cause a poxy, or it's called a hypopoxemia. That's what it's called, hypopoxemia. This is where the oxygen levels go really, really low. Through the blood, no oxygen through the blood. There are people today that strangle themselves in order to get this high. 
When you put your oxygen low, it gives you a high. This is why, I don't know how many of you have ever been choked out. Has anybody ever been choked out? You've never been choked out? Not me, never me. I can almost guarantee you were, but you don't remember. When you've been choked out, what happens is someone is taking the blood that is supposed to go to your brain, and they're stopping it. So there's no more blood. And when there's no blood to the brain, your body collapses. However, when they let go, the blood goes back and, whew, what happened? What happened? What happens is, is this. First, it starts with an atmosphere. Somebody say atmosphere. An atmosphere is a place where there's a certain temperature of understanding. That's an atmosphere. When you walk into this place, there's an atmosphere. Some of you go, man, it's hot in here. What's going on? That's the atmosphere. So, oh, it's too cold. I need a jacket. That's the, that's the atmosphere that's here. So you have a certain understanding when you come to church. You understand the atmosphere. It's going to be dark. It's going to be bright. Uh, if it's uh, dark outside, you go outside, man, oh, man, it's really dark. Somebody, I need a light because the atmosphere is too dark. I need something. So you can tell the atmosphere. Somebody say atmosphere. Now, this is very, very important. Because with the atmosphere, that in turn, if it happens with a pattern, it becomes a climate. So after so many atmospheres, we can tell the climate. So an atmosphere turns into a climate. In other words, at certain places, because the atmosphere is repetitive, we can now gauge the climate. And this is where meteorologists have a job. is because they look at the atmosphere patterns and they tell you what it's going to be like next week. Right? That's, it. That's what a meteorologist does. They tell the patterns and then they tell you what it's going to be like tomorrow. Because they looked at the atmosphere of today. So if you look at the atmosphere of today, I can tell you what it's going to be like tomorrow. So today we looked outside, we go, man, it's hot. I'm going to wear some shorts tomorrow. Okay, why? Because you looked at today and you pictured tomorrow. Oh, man, it was cold. I'm going to wear a jacket. Why? Because you looked at the atmosphere today and you could tell tomorrow. So that then becomes the climate. Tomorrow it's going to be 70 degrees. Tomorrow it's going to be 60 degrees. This is why the enemy understands if you get into an atmosphere and you like it, you're going to keep going. It becomes the climate. This is why many times, I remember I, I'll go to a barbershop, right? I go to actually this barbershop right over here, right down the street. I'll talk to the guys. And I'll be there, and he'll be cutting my hair. And he'll be cutting my hair. And as he's cutting my hair, I hear the music. And for the music, I'm hearing the music. I'm like, boom, 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 boom. And all of a sudden, he's cutting my hair. I was like. Now, did I go in there wanting to just move my shoulders? No. Matter of fact, he takes the thing off, and he's done. I'm like, hey, man, here you go, man. And I just go, bam. I just want to hit him. Like, boom. What up, bro? I don't know why. So I'm like, here's your money. Boom. Make it rain up in here. Make it rain. Get the cut. Make it rain. Get the cut. I don't do that when I go to Burger King. I'm like, Make it rain. I'm like, I don't 
don't do that when I go to Walmart. Make it right. But when I'm in a barber shop, I was like, hey, make it right. Because the atmosphere is there, and that's their climate. They created a climate. They created that. I walked into that. And without knowing, I'm just, I don't even know why. Boom, I just feel like hitting somebody. What up, dude? Even right now, thinking about the music, I'm even talking differently. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? I don't talk like that, but the atmosphere of the music makes you. You feel me? You feel me? An atmosphere turns into a climate. A climate then on a repetition type of process then becomes a stronghold. Do it enough times, it's going to become who you are. Man, I don't even know why, but I just feel like getting drunk. And we're, you're telling it, dude, you shouldn't get drunk. Your liver's a good thing to keep in your life. Ah, you don't know. You ain't feeling me. You ain't feeling me. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm drinking this. I don't even like this beer. <laughs> because it's a stronghold in your life. It's just there. You don't even know why. Why am I doing I don't even know why I'm doing this. Why am I going out there trying to get, go after every guy and every girl? I don't even know why. Because it's a stronghold in your life. Why am I always trying to get money? I don't even, I make enough money. Why do I give it? Because it's a stronghold in your life. It's a, strong, it's a thought pattern. You've put your body in a place that is already a created pattern, and now it's becoming your life. That's just who you are. Why is this always happening? Why is this always taking place? Because it's a stronghold. And music helps create the stronghold. The music that is there, the average heart rate of, uh, of a normal human being is 60 to 90 BPMs. In other words, beat per minute. 60 to 90 Every club knows that, and that's why they turn up the BPMs in every club. Turn it up. It makes you move faster, then in turn makes you drink faster, then in turn makes you uh, pay faster, and does everything more. That's their purpose, to get your energy spent on them. It's the purpose of every club. And, it's, and you already know it, and you know the kind of clubs. You have this kind of club, you have that kind of club, you have this kind of club, you have, and every club has an atmosphere. You didn't create it, they did. You just walked into it. That's why you must be careful where you put your body. Because the body is going to adapt to the climate. You do it every day. When you walk outside, ooh, it's cold, I need a jacket. So what do you do? You get a jacket. You adjust to the climate. If you go into a climate where everybody is single and constantly having sex, then guess what you're going to do? Want to have sex. Even if you're married. Oh, no, not me. I'm married. I'm married. If you're constantly around people having sex, talking about sex, watching movies, listening to music about sex, guess what's going to happen? You're going to want to sex oh not me not me it's a stronghold the music is going to get you whether you like it or not I say that because I'm gonna close right here when when I was younger there was a song that everybody used to always sing I remember walking through the the halls of my high school 
and we would, we would just take that one little excerpt. We wouldn't even talk about the whole song. It was just one little excerpt. And we would just be walking the hall, and I would hear somebody go, I don't see nothing wrong. What up? What up? We wouldn't even finish the song because we'd finish the song in our head. I don't see nothing wrong. I don't, what up, dude? I don't see nothing wrong. That's all we would say. We would just say that over and over and over. You know that that's actually one of the philosophies of my generation? We don't see anything wrong, to be honest. What's wrong with that? I talk to people my age. That's exactly how they talk. What's wrong? What's wrong with that? What's the big deal? The philosophy of one Mr. R. Kelly back in the 90s has now become a generational stronghold in mine. Just the way that it is. Oh, no, it's not. Talk to people. My Now, you're looking at me. Some of you are older than me. You have strongholds from your generation. Because when I get that feeling, I won't. It's just there. I've been really trying, baby. Trying to hold back this. Oh, not me, Pastor. There's no way. There's no way. I, I, I can handle. I can handle it. I'm just. I'm just listening to the beat. Okay. Cool. Go for it. But I'm telling you, the rhythm is gonna get you. Rhythm is gonna get you. It's gonna get you. It will get you. Whether it's today, tomorrow, or ten years from now, it will get you. It could be as innocent as reading rainbow or I don't see nothing wrong. Either which way is going to get you, no matter how you look at it. But I like my music. Hey, that's fine. That's your music. But that's why some of you, when we come here and we worship the Lord and we lift our hands, you can't lift your hands because this isn't your atmosphere. This isn't your climate. But put some beer around you, put some people smoking around you. That's my climate. It's my thing. I feel freedom. But it's like saying, I feel freedom even though I'm in prison. Because the music's got you. Now, I got a lot more. Trust me, I got a lot more. You can come to the piano right now if you can. But I really wanted to get this across with the understanding. That's a little, I know it's a little bit more of a teaching. Did you guys get something here tonight? Did you guys get something? It's very important. Just give the Lord a hand of praise just real quick. Now, I understand and when it comes to music, everybody has their preference. That's the way I grew up. Man, that's fine. That's how you grew up. I just told you my growing up, but I told you the battles that I fight. I had to fight those battles. Can I be honest with you? When I got married, I had to tell my wife these battles that I had to fight. Because there were certain songs that just stuck in there. And I hated them. I'll be honest. I hated those stupid songs. They're dumb. But I've realized that it's the frequency to my life. There's a soundtrack, as they say, a soundtrack to my life. There's a soundtrack to your life. And there's been many a different sounds and many a different music that has, that has caused you to move left and move right. And for some of you, you move left and it was a wrong move. And you move right and it was a wrong move. And there's attachments of songs 
that have helped in that devastation. And some of you got to be very honest with yourself. That if there's songs that are attached to that, to that destruction, why would you want to repeat that? I don't know about you, but I don't want to repeat that. I don't. So I was honest with my wife. I said, look, I'm going to tell you right now, there's a song. It's just every time I hear it, she goes, oh, I know. I go, you do? She goes, yeah, I have some too. I go, what? Craziest thing. I wish my wife was here. She would tell you. I remember the first time we were married and we heard Tupac together, right? We heard it. It was, you know, just out there. And so for me, I was like, oh, okay, gangsta party, whatever. I was never a gangster. I can care less. Doesn't affect me, whatever, whatever. She heard it. You know the first thing she did? She goes, drive, get out of here. I don't want to hear it. The heck? Okay. That was my thinking. What the heck? It's just a gangster party. What? It's a big deal. Before she got saved, that was a stronghold in her life. It wasn't for me. What do I care? I, it's never held my life. I don't really care. But then again, see, a lot of people say, well, it wasn't me, so I can listen to it. No, it wasn't me. I'm not going to make it me. Hear me clear with that. Don't think, well, that's not me. I can handle it. No, the reason why it's not you is because you couldn't handle it the first time. Don't try it a second time. Don't do it. So for me, well, no big deal. But I've learned, hey, whoa, 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 hold on. If this was a stronghold within her life, why would I put her body in that position again? It's not good. It's not a good thing. So I do my best. Hey, okay, let's, let's not even go there. It has nothing to do. Well, I can handle it. It has nothing to do with what you think you can handle. There is a frequency in your body that the enemy, he's smarter than you. He's smarter than me. That the enemy knows that he can make the patterns of your life and be manipulated and make you want to do things you've never done through the music, whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. This is the reason why our neighborhoods are filled with just baby mamas and no dads. They got no dads. And that really get, that hurts me. I hate that. We got a lot of women in this church that they're on their own. They don't have fathers. There's no fathers. Actually, more than them, they're kids. They have no fathers. That hurts me. That hurts me. I don't want to start that pattern all over again. All because, no, oh, I can handle it. You couldn't. Ha, ha. That, that, that's the stupidest answer I've ever heard in my life. Why would you want to put somebody in that same pattern all over again? Because you think you can handle it. Why would you do that? It's dumb. It's just dumb. Now, again, for those of you who say, well, I can do it. Hey, that's on you. That's my jam. All right, that's your jam. That's my song. That's your song. Cool. Go for it. But to use the analogy that we talked about earlier, that's why Joshua said, as for me and my house. This, this is, I understand that everything in my house is going to glorify something or someone. I might as well just give glory to God. If you want to glorify someone else or something else, or anyone, that's fine. That's on you. But as for me and my house, you're going to have to serve somebody. You have to. No, Okay. We can go over more scientific stuff. I can go over more spiritual stuff. I got a bunch of stuff on Beyonce. It'll, it'll blow your mind. 
I got a bunch of stuff on Michael Jackson. They're like, what? No, what that really? That's crazy. I got a bunch. I got a bunch of stuff. On the Beatles. I haven't, I saw it all. I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't study that. I studied Michael. I studied Beyonce. But even the Beatles. I got a bunch of stuff. It was like, whoa. When I was reading, I was like, dang, that's crazy. A bunch of stuff. Now, you may think, can't be me. Trust me. The devil's been around a lot longer than you. He knows what he's doing. So if you're here today, I'm just going to make a quick altar call. You're here today. This is not going to be one of those, come on, let's come on, let's break all this stuff. No, this is going to be a very simple altar call. If you're putting your body into places with music on purpose, I'm not talking I work with these guys, they listen to this music, there's nothing I can do. No, 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 I get that, I understand that. I Believe me, when working at UPS, these guys were dirty and nasty. I used to hear that stupid stuff. I hated that. I had to cleanse my mind all the time when I was working at UPS. Was, oh, man, still can't get some of those things, you know, the, the, the music that's there. Like, ugh. But I thank God that I'm constantly replenishing myself and refreshing myself on a constant basis that that music will not win in my life. So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about intentional. If there's been places in your life that there's been intentional, that you know that if you're being honest with yourself, you say, man, I just, I don't know why, but it keeps happening. Maybe you need to change the station of your heart. Forget the radio of your heart. I want to bow your heads and close your eyes. If you're here today and you say, you know what, Pastor, I, I, I need a little bit of a frequency change. I need a frequency change within my life. And you're here tonight. And you're saying, you know what, I, I need a little bit of an adjustment. Maybe you're here, you don't need any adjustment. You're good. I'm good, Pastor. But know this. You're going to worship somebody, and somebody's going to take that worship from you. Somebody's going to take it. You can say, no way, but I'm telling you, someone's trying to take your worship. Somebody's trying to take your energy. If you're here tonight, and you were like me, because I made this altar call years ago, and I constantly make this altar call because I love music. Music just naturally gets absorbed into me with notes. I just know, understand notes. I don't know what it is. There's a gift that God has given me with timing. Since I was a kid, I just have this innate timing that's built into my, my psyche. It's just there. So I have to constantly ask God, God, help me to clean this gift. Because if I don't, my feet will start wanting to go places they shouldn't be going. My mouth will start wanting to say things that they shouldn't be saying. Because I'm hearing these things. My hands are going to want to start going and, and, and doing things that they shouldn't be because, man, it's getting into my side. i got to clean myself. If you're here tonight and you're saying, you know what, I need a little bit of cleansing. i just got to be honest. I need a little bit of cleansing. With every head bowed and every eye closed and you're here tonight and you're saying, you know what, I, I want to give my worship full wholeheartedly unto God. Maybe it's only been 1%. Maybe it's 99%. But you want to give that other 1% over to God. I don't know what it is, but you want to give full wholeheartedly unto the Lord. Not unto Christian music, not unto gospel music. I'm talking unto the Lord. You want to give it unto God that you are undoubtedly without.